2: Hey, Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm pretty good. Let's talk about it,
3: Josh. Uh, we are at the end <laughs> of game week 24, and yep. s- scores are kind of all over the place in fantasy sure. Premier League. And I'm having one of those weeks where I'm feeling impatient, you know? Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, like, yeah, okay, that happened. Neither good nor necessarily bad. I yep. immediately want the next game week to happen because uh, I'm just feeling very impatient with FPL right
2: now. What I'm feeling right now, Brandon, uh, not that you asked, but what I'm feeling right now is uh, Big Lebowski. Some of you are familiar with, of course. You and I have both seen movie, it many yeah. times, many times mm-hmm. together, in fact, mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a scene near the end where they confront the uh, the Nihilists outside the bowling alley. and sure. uh, It's okay, Donnie. Uh, these I- men believe in nothing. Yeah, these men are... Well, specifically the line, these men are cowards. These men men are cowards. (laughs) And I think, Brandon, for the two men who are talking right now on this podcast, uh, live put the captaincy on Marcus Rashford last Sunday. Yeah. Did we keep the captaincy, either one of us, on Marcus Rashford heading into the weekend? No, Brandon, these men are cowards. We (laughs) we cost ourselves 13 (laughs) points apiece.
3: Yeah, and it all seemed sort of like rational through the entire process. It seemed rational that we would think Rashford was the captaincy pick early in the sort of FPL transfer window. It Mm -hmm. seemed equally rational heading into the game week deadline that, well, come on, Holland... Man City looked pretty, pretty ravenous against Arsenal, and pretty yep. sure Holland's going to play. Let's just yeah. do this. Go with not what even previous you know.
2: weekend, but three days after we True. recorded. Right, so we saw them really, really take it to take it to Arsenal in the and uh, that yeah. Wednesday match.
3: Now you can't. I don't know. You can't be too hindsight about it. Uh, clearly, there is a right and a wrong answer here, Josh. Yeah. How how stupid should we feel in this moment?
2: Well, I think we have the Holland blinders on a little bit, and and, and granted, this is Holland missed uh, some incredible chances in this match. He certainly should have scored, but even if he had scored, even just one goal, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I think he would have been outscored by by Rashford in this match. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, know, you know, I, I mean, Forrest... Incredible! What an incredible weekend, by the way. Just in general, I uh, yes. fantasy wise, like you said, kind of a B plus sort of fantasy week for everybody. I think I'm up fifteen hundred spots. You know, very neutral. But in terms of the narrative around the Premier League, absolutely. Uh, a plus 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 brandon i really, yeah, really you go it.
3: you go from uh you know uh, two thirds of the way through that arsenal villa match you're like arsenal bottle job they're they're just like yep. they're done they're totally yeah. cooked
2: i saw your comments <laughs> on the discord you were you were you were giving it to them <laughs>
3: <laughs> having a little having a little bit of fun and but and, and now it's gone from City have dropped yet more points, and yeah. Arsenal had this incredible comeback to emphatically win 4-2 over Villa. You've got uh, Fulham on, on yep. the hunt for the top four. What's going yeah. on there? It's amazing. F- Forest further solidifying their their safety.
2: Yeah. It's just like that a, is the weirdest them. team, by the way. We'll get to fantasy in just, just three seconds here, Brian. But that is... That team, the way it's made up right now, the players who are playing for them, mm-hmm. it is the craziest combination of people. Like, you, mm-hmm. you can't, you almost can't believe who's starting for them any <laughs> any particular week. It's it's John so Joe bizarre. John
3: Joe Shelby is, is sort of it's the newest Shelby. weirdo. Who's the,
2: who, who's the defender who was playing for them? He's like a former, like, Sunderland guy, right? It's a... It's just, it is just the weird... Okay, I'm going to pull up. I, I don't normally do this, Brian. I'm going to pull do. up the the lineup for yesterday's uh, yesterday's uh, squad here. Okay, this is... Okay, so yeah. So,
3: let's go gonna, through the entire cast of characters keep, and I'm see well I'm going to keep muttering here while
2: I, while, I that, yeah, while I pull this up. Okay, there we are. Forest, Man City. All right, so here we go. We got Ke- Keeler Navas in goal. <laughs> Already yeah. off to a weird note. Keillor Navas, a former, uh, you know, he's a World Cup goalkeeper. Uh, Champions the, League winner many times Champions, over with Champions Real Madrid. Champions League winner with Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, Felipe, I don't even know who that is. So that's, you know, there's, there's another uh, <laughs> wild card. Uh, Joe Worrell, who... Uh, I, I do know Joe Worrell a little bit. Uh, now that I'm, you know, in podcast time, my brain is not working correctly. But okay, fine. Joe World not he's just a he's just a guy named Joe. That's fine. Um, <laughs> then we got uh, Serge Aurier. Okay, sure. sure. Spurs legend. Spurs washout. Yeah, former PSG washout. You know, he's on his third club, but somehow it's it's working out here. Uh, John Joe Shelby, great. Jack Colback was the one, Brandon, that really mm-hmm. surprised me. I mean. Where did, where, did, where did he come from? How did he get into the squad? Jack <laughs> He
3: Well, he, he brought Forrest up in the championship last season. Okay. So okay. That, that's why he's with this club at the moment. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Fair enough. And you got Remo, Remo Frueler. Don't know who that is. Brennan Johnson. Okay, sure. Danilo, former Man City player. And then Morgan Gibbs-White. And that's it. And then they only have uh, yeah. And then they brought they brought on Chris Wood. They brought on Nico Williams. They brought no, on Andre Ayu, yeah. Emmanuel Denny, who was um, like one of the great fantasy players last year, couldn't even come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Hennessey. I, I, I do Beckett want
3: to keeper. stop you with danilo you're thinking of another danilo who who played a fullback for man City this danilo is uh oh. he's a younger Brazilian. He's a young danilo,
2: danilo. uh yeah. okay this is this is like okay this 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 is like a, with Chelsea where they have this it's two a Fofana uh, yeah, uh, yeah. gaff
3: all over again <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay well anyway uh so an interesting club what was where was I going with this right just that you know it, it's it's that Holland, we think Holland Forest, boom, easy done. And um, the only concern about Captain Him really was uh, that he might um, not start, and that there was a mild risk that maybe he comes on for thirty minutes or something like that. Even then, you could, you could expect something to happen. Um, but it's it's blinders because Marcus Rashford has been on absolute molten fire, especially mm-hmm. at home. He has been so incredible, and they were playing. One of the worst defenses I feel like I've ever seen in the Premier League. I mean, they almost don't play defense. And so we just... So we had the chance to captain him, who's in molten fire at home to one of the worst defenses. And... And I just I hate I hate to admit it, but he wasn't even my vice. I moved it to Harry Kane, and so wow. I don't know okay. where because you know, I was like, ah, oh, the Barcelona match. They have the second leg of it next week. Maybe, maybe he comes off the bench. I probably overthought it. Uh, clearly, I did. Um, so, you know, Nick C says, can we officially say that the days of Holland perma captain are over? Does this does this change depending on your rank? I don't know that it's 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 still a, a semi. Semi permanent. I don't know, Brandon. Whatever the whatever the right term is there, um, it's flexible. Well, yeah, it's I, flexible. I,
3: I I think this question is challenging because I think it is all, it is no longer permanent on Holland until Holland inevitably scores his next next hat trick, right? So I feel like we're all just feeling a little bit of that sting if we went for the Holland captaincy. We've had this discussion right. before this season, where you know the, for the first two months. Holland looked like we'd never seen anything like his kind in the Premier League or fantasy, for that matter. Yeah, It's all come back down to earth quite a bit at this point, and that's that's fair enough. Maybe we should have expected that. And I, I think sort of gradually the conversation is less black and white, like is Holland permacap or is he not? And I think it's just more, uh, maybe it's more there were no other Forwards or attackers uh, who were really stepping up the way Rashford yeah. is now. That's now that, that's kind yeah. of understating the scope yeah. of what Holland was doing the first couple of months of the season, which, as I've already said, was amazing. Yeah. But there, uh, there Holland is, and I mean, we, we have. How does this relate to conversations we've been having for years now about Mo Salah? Does it right?
2: I, th- I think that's actually the right the right pivot there because Mo Salah is kind of the um, de facto in most instances you're going to captain him. That's how he was for, for many many years, and then there were there were exceptions because of especially strong game weeks or Harry Kane would be in you know great form or Sergio Aguero players like that. But in general, you were kind of defaulting to to sell, and I think that's still where I am with with Holland. I think that um, I, I think that yeah so I, I think I think I'm with you there but I do think that that Marcus Rashford it's almost it's almost like if he was 12 million it'd be easier to see him this way right the fact that the fact that he's still this sort of seven million player who mm-hmm. who really was kind of disappointing for a couple of years there uh mm-hmm. during the ogS era and uh the fact that he's just he's, he's just playing so unbelievably well I mean arguably the player of the season uh, maybe outside of Holland um and I, you know I, I just think that it's uh now we really have to, especially at home, I think that Rashford at home has to be considered a, a real challenger to, to Holland, especially if Holland's playing, um, you know, road bench, which I guess they always will, right? Because um, they alternate home and home and away. Um, oh,
3: because of like policing issues for yeah, their, their stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Another way to think about it is my thoughts watching Manchester United today. It's just like this team is playing... So well, yeah. they yeah. understand exactly what Ten Hag wants from them and they're going out on the pitch and they're doing it. And what is uh like, well, it, it's not quite uh, the the same starting 11 every week with Manchester United because they've been without Casemiro for a couple of weeks. There's been a little bit of rotation in the back line, but more or less, yeah. you feel like with Manchester United, there's some stability there where there is not with Manchester City. And yeah. watching Manchester City play Forest, I just thought... Uh, I, I don't yeah. know. What did you think of that match? Part of me well, was, was just like, they did they not want to score? Is it really this difficult to score on yeah. Forest? Now, Forrest have been what, like, yeah. they have not lost a match at home since yeah. the, uh, the restart or well, was, even longer than that.
2: It was weird because, I mean, the Arsenal match, they were so they were so dominant. It felt like he put his best squad out there. And then this weekend, it was like he sort of, it was one of those peps trying to prove a point weekends mm-hmm. right why mares has been you know really excellent ever since the restart um doesn't get a minute right like when any other manager just not play like let's say that was you know make that saka instead or something like that right And you just you just don't play him uh just just i don't know to prove a point or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and i mean i'm not saying they had to start the match but to not even come on for one minute feels a little silly when they were they were pushing, especially. Even late on, sort of pushing for an equalizer, and the defensive rotation that's happening right now is wild. Like a Kanji just can't get any minutes any longer. Ake yeah. Aki can't start either. It's what what it's, it happens so fast. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it feels like Pep you know. has
3: built this system where he believes he had made some comments about Foden after the match, where uh, Foden didn't have a great match. Pep says it's quite simple. If, if Foden wants to play more, he has to play better. And I'm like, I don't believe you for a second, Pep. He thinks yeah. he's in this position where he has like two starting 11s that he can pick and choose from. And there yeah. is a, a, a standard of performance at Man City right now where the players just know they have to play at a certain level in order to get into yeah. the squad. And then the best yeah. players get into the squad. Like it, it is it's a little more nuanced than that. You have to have yeah. a certain level of chemistry, a certain re- level of rhythm and form and the way Pep seems. To be chopping and changing this squad uh, is—it's just not reflecting in consistent performances.
2: You know where Foden would be awesome as Man United. <laughs> it would be such a great. He, he, they, they would. He, I mean, Granacho, I, I, I he's had some moments, but I, uh, God, uh, no, a, he, front line, he, he, a front line, a front line of, of Rashford and Foden, led, of course, by Vaughn Veghorst, Brandon, the uh, the great, the great enabler. I don't know. It's amazing. I don't know how he parlayed a couple of goals in the World Cup into starting for Man United. It's incredible. But he's on. Uh, he's
3: the, the funny thing about Veghorst is he's on loan from Burnley. Burnley in the championship <laughs> was kind of like,
2: nah,
1: we're
3: good. Maybe we'll just send him to Manchester United. It's crazy. And I mean,
2: they're, they're an incredible form, right? Incredible form. He's super cheap, and he is unownable in fantasy. The starting forward for Man United, is, yeah. is un- it's unthinkable that you would have him in your fantasy this team. Is how, so this bizarre. is how
3: it works, right? Like, but uh, it, this is how that team works. And Veghorst yeah. has been a great signing for Ten Hag because he is facilitating everything that's going on around him. He's just it's sort true. of like I, uh, I know. You know, a funny. very simple, yeah. basic version of Olivier Giroud. Like we just yes. need a focal point up there and we can work around him. And it's working really yeah. well. Now, he could be probably anybody. I don't see Veghorst doing that holdup play better than Mitrovic yeah. or anybody like that. But uh, yeah. it's just interesting to see how sort of inconsequential it is, the player that they put in that position.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting too, and I and I, I guess I, I it's maybe I, I, it's it's sort of fantasy lens that I'm talking about right. this, but right, he, he's been he's been fine. I mean, he you would probably like your forward to occasionally shoot or he score. Had, but. He had a few golden
3: <laughs> chances against Danny Ward yeah. today, and he you could see yeah. how frustrated Veghorst was. Yeah. He just could not get it in the net.
2: It's kind of a weird squad too. I mean, especially with Casemiro still. I guess he'll be back for the. Is he? I think is he still out for the uh, the League oh. Cup final on Sunday. Um, but any, you know, but it's basically they have the the, the great defensive spine, and then it's Bruno and um, and Rashford, and that's that's enough, uh, which, which mm-hmm. does make sense. Um, so let's use that uh, League Cup final though Brennan, as a way to pivot into Game Week 25 so as a reminder Game Week 25 uh, well, kicks off on Saturday so we got a nice we got it all Friday oh no it does not <laughs> there's a Friday match how did I miss that Friday Fulham and Wolves okay so we have a Friday evening kickoff um, but uh, we still have a few days we have some Champions League matches to, to wait out before we make yeah. any any serious moves but um, the League Cup final is on Sunday and that means Man Man United play Newcastle Nick Popeless Newcastle uh, on Sunday and uh, that means that Man United, Newcastle Brighton and uh, Brentford are all going to be uh, off uh, this coming weekend so if you if you had forgotten that, or if you just weren't paying that much attention, and you suddenly realize you don't have like five players uh, going this weekend, uh, that's that's where you are now. And so this pod is about game week twenty-five, uh, about the four teams that play twice. And not only is it a blank game week, it's also a double, a, a real. It's a wacky one, Brandon. You don't get that very often. the The blank, the yeah. blank slash double game week.
3: Real uh, Looney Tunes stuff happening here. <laughs> Somebody's going to yeah. paint a black dot on the ground and I'm going to f- end up falling through it. I know. During we're this all, game week, that's so true.
2: It's like, it's going to be the brick wall that that's painted like a, <laughs> like a, you know, a road. That's where I'll put the slam. It yes.
3: Right. Right. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's going to be a, a really tricky week. Uh, you know, the, the teams that play four times are Wolves, Everton, Arsenal, and Liverpool. We almost all have three Arsenal players. Uh, we almost universally don't have any Liverpool players. Maybe you've got a Wolves player. Maybe you've got an Everton player. Uh, I have Tarkowski. Honestly, the most important player of my game week this week was, 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 uh, was Tarkowski. He kind of saved it. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, I, so we got lots to talk about in this week's pod. Uh, do you want to say anything else about Game gaming 24? It was kind of a, Again, fantasy-wise, it was kind of blah. I mean, we you know we got we got the, we both got the captaincy wrong. Um, I went up from I was at twelve thousand nine hundred or something like that, and now I'm at eleven thousand two hundred. So. Seventeen hundred spot jump, fifty eight points on the game week. So, really can't complain. Uh, it was it was looking better before Rashford and Bruno kind of went off. I was really hoping that Harry Kane would get more than an assist uh, in that final match, but uh, and that but you know him not doing anything does I think open up the conversation a little bit about. I mean, he did get an assist, but it opens up the conversation about whether he. All along, I've been planning on on KDB as my yeah. kind of Liverpool enabler, and maybe maybe Harry Kane does does make more sense. So let's but put a pin in that just for one second, then, Brendan. How was your game week twenty four?
3: Yeah, a second red arrow in a week. However, since game week twenty two, with two red arrows in a row, I've only dropped uh, five less than five thousand spots. So I finished game week twenty four around forty two thousand. Okay, and. You know, that's why I started the episode saying I'm growing impatient because I'm kind of like in stuck running through mud at the moment. And I overall am thankful that I am not plummeting and rank through a couple of silly decisions I'm holding in a very strong position. Now I just kind of want to continue my my valiant push. Onward, yep. yeah. So the, the main mistake I made was yeah moving the captaincy from Rashford to Holland. Uh, you know, having Saka and Odegaard, that feels feels good. Making that double switch last yep. game week has paid many dividends. I got Andreas Pereira's three points off the bench for Akanji. Akanji is probably my worst transfer of the season. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, been, it's been relatively consequence-free, the Akanji thing. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe the best case scenario was uh, um, I brought in, like you did, Tarkovsky instead a, a couple of weeks ago. But just absolutely hilarious timing that I bring him in the moment he yeah. cannot uh, get to start under Pep. So he he and and De Bruyne, like you said, are probably my targets for going into game wing 25, assuming yeah. I go solid. And that does seem like the simplest move is... Akanji and De Bruyne. Now I'm going to drop two City guys who have a game
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: in game week 25. They don't blank uh, to right. bring in two two doublers though. Yep. Um, and I I think that's I think that's all right. I'm not really willing to part with I'm not parting with Rashford for obvious reasons. Luke Shaw yeah. is kind of morphing into a Kieran Trippier in I real know. time. Uh, so I just don't feel – he was incredible uh, against Leicester. I thought he was just a yeah. dominant force in, in the back and up up front. So those are two guys that I'm, I'm happy to bench, and then there's Trippier. I think people are, are talking about dropping him. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the pod. So yeah. I'm kind of happy having no bench depth and, and relying on maybe like one-pointers from guys like Sam Greenwood just to see if I can capitalize on the best doublers for 25.
2: Yeah, I mean, how many starters do you have right now for for twenty five? Like just right your, now, your I have eleven
3: 25. starters. Yeah, yeah. so uh, and that would include Bueno at Wolverhampton, where he's always on the bubble. Had another mm-hmm. sixty two minute performance for yeah. Wolves. Uh, but That's like know, a think, double. You know, it's, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So he'll get minutes for sure. It just yeah. kind of depends on how many. And then and Sam Greenwood, as I mentioned, beyond that, I'm feeling pretty strong. Uh, with with my Arsenal triple Kane, Holland, De Bruyne, <laughs> Akanji. Yeah. Some of the, the some of the City stuff does depend on what information we get from their Champions League performance this yeah. week. So Liverpool and City played this week, and there will be info that we'll need to take from that.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, City in particular. You know, De Bruyne started somewhat surprisingly. I played almost the full ninety. I guess he was maybe taken off in the eightieth minute or, or so, um, and. Well, yeah, he was taken off after the goal. I was a little surprised. Maybe it was already like a you know planned substitution, but that he was taken off after the equalizer, which which didn't really make a ton of sense to me, um, just because he's, you know, like, it, I, at least in my head, he's still the, the chief playmaker for... You think uh, you know better than Pep. Is that what yeah. you're telling me? I don't know. I don't know okay, what I know come on, anymore. Come on now. Um, So, you know, but if he played, if he played, you know, last weekend, um, midweek... This weekend, if he plays the full ninety in the first leg of the Champions League, then I think there's at least a chance he gets rotated. Um, but then, if not, then yeah, you're you're not starting Kevin. De DeBru- You're taking De Bruyne out possibly for a hit uh, before they play Bournemouth, which does seem a little scary. But this is this is part of the game. This is part of the the challenge of the game. Is 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 taking some of these swings right mm-hmm. you can't you, you can sort of look at every single player in your squad and build a story even Mitro right Mitro is out ah but he he'll, he'll be healthy in a a fully fit Mitro versus versus Wolverhampton at home oh my gosh he could he could he could get a hat trick you know you sort of start to build these stories in your head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you if you do enough of that, then you can suddenly find yourself never making a transfer because there is always some reason that you can you can sort of make up for why um, for why you shouldn't make this transfer because they're just about to come good for you, and um, you just have to kind of squash that thinking a lot of times because this is well, it's sort of funny because I thought I got away with it with uh, with Bruno uh, bringing him, I you know, dropped him for KDB last week. And uh, I was like, KDB gets a goal and assist three bonus. I mean, ultimately, it did work out in that case. But I kind of gave all the points back this week uh, with 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 um, with with the twelve pointer from Bruno at home. So, but you know, you still you still have to take those risks. I mean, ultimately, I still ended up in the green arrow, even even despite dropping um, in both in both games, despite dropping uh, Bruno, who was, who was very informed and played both those matches. So, um, I think that is something to keep in mind that you know, even even if the players you drop. Could do something good, then obviously so could the players you bring in. I mean, it's an obvious it's an obvious point, but it's something that um, you can start you can start to forget about when you get nervous about making these these transfers. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, totally. And the double game week, which I guess we haven't even really hit that hard enough in the strategy uh, yeah. with with these types of transfers, is it, yeah. it, it multiplies your um, your, your possible fantasy output. Yeah. Yeah. I was too busy
2: naming players on the forest team, Brandon. So yeah. (laughs) Let's never play that game again. Um, I thought it'd be more fun. (laughs) I did. Yeah. That's a, don't extemporize. We have this nice clean running order here. Yeah. Um, I,
3: I, I, we, we clearly have still lots of decisions yet to make about our teams. And I think we might probably get more insight as we go through today's episode and answer some listener questions and sort of figure out what we want to do too.
2: All right, well let's let's get into that then. Um, I, I did want to quickly shout out the top ten of the I was cheating Super League. Uh, in tenth is Vigo Jansen, in ninth, Mark Jordan, in eighth, Charlie Boyle. In seventh is Sarah Edge, the Edge family, part of our uh, part of our Patreon uh, supporter group. Uh, in sixth is Jovan Sapanovich. In fifth Eric Sybil's also part of the supporters group and a, a real life friend of ours, which is kind of fun. We've, Hi, Eric. I, think we've I, don't know, I don't know if you ever had a real life friend in the top five. Like, that is a I mean a, they're all our friends, Brandon, but someone that we knew before <laughs> we started creating mm-hmm. the podcast. Backtrack, uh, backtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in fourth is uh, Atharva Dangri, in third is Kier Te. And second is Alex Keating, and first is Mark Bleakley. So, congrats to uh, everybody in the top ten. And, I see
3: uh, here Mark Bleakley is rated. He's rated. He's he's rated properly. He's ranked forty-five <laughs> overall in the world wow. right
2: now. Go get it, Mark. Congrats to Mark. And uh, yeah, our friend Eric. He was I think he was at one thirty before this week. Fifty-one points dropped down just a little. Lots bit. Lots of competition up there at the top, yeah. Josh. Oh, totally. You, you get that high and it's like a yellow card can knock you back a couple <laughs> hundred spots. Um, and a quick thank you to Charlie Dean and Chris Cato, two new Patreon supporters. You can support the Patreon and uh, get, get involved in that. I don't want to keep going on about this, Brandon, but the the Discord's been extremely active. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. We also do a weekly podcast each week. And you and I, just before this podcast, Brandon, We're discussing some actual video content that we're starting Mm -hmm. to uh, Mm -hmm. at least plan. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I say we're about like and and roll out. Maybe not imminent, but it's in the works. It's more than a twinkle in our eye at this point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's starting to become something. We're going to get in with the get, get, you know, get into the what I was going to say the twenty first century, but podcasting itself is a twenty first century medium, Brandon. So we need some kind of the twenties, the the. it's not 2020s. even the latter half of the 21st century. I don't know, where, I don't know what we're going to call it, but we're getting in with the 2020s here. Um, so, uh, But yeah, thanks again to our news, Patreon supporters. Uh, let's take a break. We'll get back. We're going to talk about Double Game Week 25.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com blue wire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydehealing.comslash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website. Are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All
2: right, we're back. Game week 25, as noted, kicks off on Friday. Nice full slate of Saturday fixtures. One match on Sunday, just one. It's Spurs. Spurs, of course, always play on Sunday. Contractually, they are required to play all thirty-eight of their matches on a on, in the late window. Actually, it's like I going guess going to church early watching this team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, and then we have the two doubles: Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool, Wolves uh, on Wednesday afternoon, US evening, UK. So. Just opening thoughts here, Brandon, you, you talked a little bit about who you might move, but what are your thinking? What's your thinking? You and I both have two transfers. Yeah. Um, I have two transfers and 1.3 million in the bank, so I've got a little bit of, of wiggle room for for some moves. Uh, but I want to start with you. What are your plans for the double game week? What are you thinking?
3: Yeah, two free transfers, Akanji out for Tarkowski and De Bruyne out for Mo Salah. Uh, Akanji has away Bournemouth. Maybe he doesn't start midweek I in knows. the Champions League, and then you think stupidly, uh, I can't lose with Kanji. I'm just so over this. <laughs> yeah. not, not only am I over owning City defenders, which I swore off of months ago, and yet still here I am. City's yeah. defense is also just, uh, it is so unreliable for fantasy Returns and uh, I'm not into it, so I just want yeah. to get rid of him. Are there other players that I should be dropping in my defense? Well, the only one would be Bueno, and we uh, we both have him. And I think just by virtue yeah. of Bueno having the the double, he just seems like a keep. And maybe you can kind of fall backwards into a into a clean sheet with either the Fulham or Liverpool fixture. I mean, where are you at with Bueno? Yeah. You going to keep him?
2: Well, he's so cheap that it's like. To move them, it's like I couldn't get a Liverpool defender, which is what I really want, right? There's, yeah. like, it, it's a uh, I'd have to move a Luke Shaw or, a, or a Trippier to, to make that happen. Uh, Trippier, I, I was sort of adamantly like, "There's just no way I'm going to move him," but now I'm softening just a little <laughs> bit on that. Yeah. Um, so, so
3: there it is. Like uh, you you mentioned Liverpool defender, namely Rabo yeah. or Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, uh, That would be a reason for me to turn De Bruyne into somebody like Gakpo or maybe Jota instead so I could do that. Or um, I do a cheaper replacement for De Bruyne so I can turn Sam Greenwood into somebody like Darwin who came off injured over yeah. the weekend and is, you know we'll, we'll certainly know more by the game week 25 deadline about darwin's status i'm just yeah. feeling like i'm gonna be on steadier footing with the sala move assuming he comes out of the champions yeah. league unscathed
2: i was really talking myself into a Gakpo darwin Trent, trio of moose. Uh, it actually solves a, a couple of problems for me at once. Uh, which is, uh, well, I mean, it, well, it brings it, 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 it sort of aggressively. It aggressively solves one one problem, which is getting you know getting Trent in. Um, I don't know if it's a problem or not. It's sort of a, it's an aggressive move that I want to mm-hmm. do. Uh, it it gets me off of Mitro and onto onto Darwin. And Mitro is an injury doubt. It probably has to go no matter what this week. Um, and and then it also. Um, I, I don't know I mean it just and I even have a little bit of extra money there so i could even well, I could even it, consider a could, minus eight and then turn martinelli into Sokka, which is other move that I still haven't done
3: so it's for for even more context, yeah. can you tell yeah. me and the listeners where you're at in terms of how many starters you are confident in for twenty yeah. five
2: I have eleven if you include bueno and yeah. it's it's a it's a clean eleven i I mean I guess Bailey didn't start today I, I i he came on and played pretty well though I think he's probably back in the back in the starting eleven. Uh, not quite sure why I dropped, uh, why I dropped Andreas instead of Bailey. I'll have to go talk to uh, somebody about what the hell I was thinking when I did that. Uh, but um, yeah, I, um, I, I, so I've got 11 and I think, I guess De Bruyne probably is the move that I would be, that I, that I, I'm considering uh, De Bruyne to Sala. You know, the Darwin injury makes everything really messy, though, because now I don't quite know what, what to do there. I mean, it, it could be that I just turn that I, that I turn um, uh, Mitro into some non-playing or I don't even know. Like, I mean, the, the, the problem is all of the teams that double, they, they don't have a, a single outside of. I mean, Mitro uh, the Darwin injury is the worst mm-hmm. kind of injury for fantasy because it's an injury where he could play or he could not play or he could play once and he could not play the other one. Right, Mm -hmm. there's no there's no clear replacement for him. Uh, I mean, there's Jota and Firmino, but there's no. It's not a lock. Which one would even come in for? Yeah, it's the worst Mm -hmm. kind of injury that that you can have um, when you're when you're making fantasy decisions because the range of outcomes is so wide that there's really you can't just you can't write him off, but you can't bank on him, (laughs) and you Mm -hmm. can't even sort of immediately bank on on who would even come in if he was written off. So that really messes up my thinking because Wolves. It, it it it's unthinkable that I would bring in a Wolves forward. It's unthinkable that I bring in Everton forward. I could bring in Inquietia, but can can this guy still keep getting starts? I mean, it's it, I, he's lively. He's got his ex lively, ain't bad, Brandon. But I think at some point you've got to try to experiment with Martinelli up there, or or Trossard, or or somebody. I mean, they just cannot keep putting you know balls on a platter for him to to miss it's just i yeah i think you've got to, i mean trossard has, has, has played as a as a false nine before it doesn't it would, wouldn't it be insane for him to do up there so, so was so was martinelli i don't know if that's something that arteta would actually do but i don't know i i mean do you think that 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 martinelli or excuse me that um mm-hmm. that um and katia and katia thank you that and is just an absolute lock to start the next two matches
3: yeah, I do. I, it kind of goes back to the conversation we were having about Val Weghorst is yeah. there is a system that this team has to play to succeed. And yeah. I think you, if if Arteta views Enketia as the, the the square peg for that square hole, and if he starts at this point in the season when you know the system is just kind of so locked in and the team yeah. is doing you know was was certain recent caveats stated as well as they mm. have been i don't see how he changes it so i know i think Kankadia plays yeah. i think the lineup is locked
2: well it's not it's not totally locked right i mean martinelli was dropped for vertrossard this week so sure but
3: those but to to my point then like like, they yeah. they play the same position right. in that system
2: right so that's another problem. Is I have I have uh, I have Martinelli, and I, I don't have Saka, and we just talked about the Leicester defense. And I, I, okay, I mean let's, let's let's talk about captains for a second here, because uh, it, it definitely informs my transfer decisions. Who is the best captain this week? Is it is it? I think there's three options: Trent. Who doesn't have a natural backup and and should, should should start both these matches and Lester play or Liverpool play Palace, who really out of form right now, had a heartbreaking draw uh, and then they play uh, Wolves and they're in those two matches. So really good chance of at least one, if not two, clean sheets and obviously the chance of attacking returns in, in both those matches. He's been playing well recently. Uh, Salah, of course. Um, Best player on on the team that has the arguably the two best fixtures, um, although maybe Arsenal actually probably do have some, it's 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 roughly the same. But Salah, of course, is a a legendary fantasy player, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it certainly is 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 you know has has delivered in, in many a double game week and as well as a single, of course. Um, or Saka, who is um, just roofing loose balls into the net and <laughs> and very active, and I thought he might get himself red carded in that match, but just you know I was playing oh. with. Playing with a lot of fire, and they play um, a diabolical luster defense. And then they play Everton at home, who who have been more solid. But Arsenal just lost to Everton, and uh, at a match they really needed to not lose um mm-hmm. and uh and so i think that could be like a little bit of like a revenge game fact at the very least they're not going to go to that match assuming that's a win right that is not a match yep. that they're going to bank on on, on, yep. on rolling them so uh, personally my feeling right now is that saka is the best captain and i don't have the best captain and so that to me opens up the door to, if, if mitra was healthy then i think i can make a case for saka gakpo trent as my three moves and do those three moves for a minus four. I don't know who that that third, who turns into that, who turns into Trent yet. Um, mm-hmm. I have to think about that a little bit more. I got to talk to my priest about that, Brandon. You know, we're going to, we're going to get into it sure. later and uh, and really, really kick things around. I actually do a second podcast with him uh, that I'm going to do record after this. God, this <laughs> um, is like rabbit
3: run or something <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> so, so I don't, if I don't have the the player I think is the best captain. I think that, that Salah is honestly not as good of a captain pick as, as Trent and or I mean as um, as as Saka, so, okay. and I would almost maybe put him third, honestly, beyond beyond uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, mm-hmm. and I just I think that some, not all, but some of these these stat tables that you're going to look at, they're going to have him going to be the runaway captain, are really rooted in past performance, and they are not rooted in Liverpool as currently constituted. So, with all that said, what do you think about that? Can Gakpo equal <laughs> Salah and is Saka? A, a an equivalent or possibly better uh, pick than than Salah for the captaincy.
3: Yeah, it re- it reminds me just thinking of what you just said about the captaincy of the discussion we were having about Rashford versus Holland, where Saka is the form player on the form team. He is the right captaincy pick. Where Salah kind of mimics Holland here, where we have this. Historical as a longer history with Salah, but there is a bias there. Like, well, you know, it's a double. I'll throw my hat in with Salah. He's he's good for it. But even though Liverpool are coming off the back of two really strong performances in the Premier League, I don't think Salah was close to being Liverpool's best attacking player against Newcastle in what was a relatively dominant performance. Salah had a handful of chances and he really couldn't put it away. So I think, yeah, the only thing that would convince me to move the armband over to Salah would be some sort of dominant performance in midweek before we yeah. go into the weekend. But then it's sort of like Arsenal can just focus up on Lester next and that's and Saka and his cohorts. They will be ready. But yeah, yeah. to your question of can it, Given what I just said about Sala, can can we consider Gakpo as as cover for Liverpool? I think if you just don't have that much faith in Sala, I think you're thinking on Liverpool defense is the right way to go. With Virgil van Dyke back. Maybe they replaced his brain uh, while he was away injured because, you know, it wasn't like Van Dyke was the missing piece. Liverpool's defense was terrible when Van Dyke, you know, before he got injured. But, you know, sometimes being away from the pitch for a while can do Clarify wonders for us <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah maybe virgil van dyke talked to his priest i don't know i haven't listened to his podcast in a while <laughs> but um i i, I think like I'm, I'm actually i'm thinking a lot about van dyke because you know if i can stretch my budget i can't without taking hits get to uh liverpool defender the way i want to without a minus four unless maybe it's van dyke so yeah. I, I don't know, so I'm I'm thinking much more about uh, Liverpool's defense than these these you know the the gallery of weird attackers.
2: I mean a minus four almost feels mild this week. I I feel like a minus four. That's just like I wouldn't you know I'm not thinking twice about a minus four. The move that I was just playing around with um, would be a minus eight. That would kind of that would kind of work. I mean if I I'd I'd be putting a lot of faith in you, Brandon, because you you've made me you know. Um, you so bring it actually it, into your fantasy team. It'd be it'd be on you if things weren't working here, but uh, I could go gakpo, Saka, turn white into Trent, okay, and then turn mitro into Enketia. That would be mm-hmm. wild. That would be a real that would be a full remake. That almost seems like a minus eight that I don't know. the problem is uh, you could see Arsenal keeping clean sheets in those mm-hmm. matches. will, will white star both them though? I mean I'm just I'm saddled right now. If Arsenal have like six or seven really good fantasy players, I'm kind of saddled with the with the second, sixth, and seventh, right? I'm sort of mm-hmm. missing I'm missing the first, third, and fourth. And and yeah. that's 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 sort of a problem for me right now. And so uh, maybe I've got the third. I don't even know. Whatever. Right? Who's the third best fantasy asset on Arsenal right now? Is it, is it Gabriel? Um, <laughs> hard, hard, hard to say. Sokka well, and Second What's the situation with Thomas Partey? How
3: long is he out for? Let's yeah, see. I'm going to go to Ben Dineri's site here. Yeah, he's
2: got the yellow flag.
3: Yeah. Quote from February 17th on Ben Dineri injury expert site. Quote says, yeah. we have to assess him today again. He had some discomfort, a little muscle discomfort we have to assess. Okay, this is a classic, like, just lying coaches continuing to lie. Uh, We have no (laughs) idea. But he he was sorely missed against Villa, clearly, for Arsenal. And that is, I think, like, what's missing for these Arsenal clean sheets that we we started coveting so much during the first half of the season. I, I want my old Saliba back.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I mean Saliba, that was the, they've had some ragged moments in the, in yeah. the last week or so. I mean, kind of all of them. And Zincheco, maybe more than anybody, and then he gets that equalizer. And oh, um, I mean, you, you, I, I my love for for Emmy Martinez Brandon stretches back many years. Of, you know, back to his first year. Literally, really was is the summer twenty twenty I think was when the, when the love uh-huh. really started. And I've stuck with him. I know some people dislike him, and I can understand why. Uh, I have always been a supporter and uh the world cup only for the the solidified that like have Mm -hmm. some fun people it's it's fine you love profane
3: people and profane things i I know
2: it just feels like he's having fun out there and and (laughs) it's a game people yeah it's a game exactly and and but in this particular match i thought there was a little bit too much uh faking if uh, you got a yellow card for time wasting he fake to pretend injury late in that match i mean they sort of um, it was it was all set up for, for his comeuppance. And you don't normally get the top of the dome. Own, I mean, it was a beautiful. Is that one of the best own goals you've ever seen? It's got to be up there, right? Uh, yeah,
3: there is the I'm sure we've all seen it now. The slow-mo replay from the Hawkeye goal line cam, where it's, it's <laughs> the ball careening off the crossbar. Yeah. And yeah. he's like flying through midair and it hits the top of his head perfectly just like doinks his head it's, so I, so well
2: <laughs> the only one i i feel like it was john terry or somebody had an own goal where it was like it looked like it looked like he like massaged the ball like it was like like it would pool you know it was like it's so be, the the arc of it it's like you it was it was you wanted it to be on purpose. It was such a beautiful own goal, the way it eluded the keeper, you know, this sort of beautiful arc. So um, yeah, own goals, e- each own goal, Brandon is, is sort of unique and special in its, in its own way. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, why we love right. the game. Why we love the game. I think that, um, is there any thought to Harry Kane out instead of, it doesn't really – in some ways it doesn't help because, you know, unless we get a full clean bill of health for for Darwin, maybe this is just not an option. But let's say we do. Let's say that Darwin mm-hmm. is fine, mm-hmm. uh, comes out. Maybe I, the kind of optimal situation would be for him to be fine enough to get like 30 minutes in the Champions League match, right? If he did that and came out in the second half, you'd be like, this guy is starting this weekend. You'd feel mm-hmm. pretty pretty good about that. So um, – but would you give any thought? I mean, I, I just really have not been impressed with um, – I mean, I, I've stuck with Kane since my game week eight wild card. I've had him you know, 15, whatever, 15, 16 game weeks. And just this last week, I'm starting to get cold feet a little bit just because they really, um, they're just, they're, always, they're leaving it so late. They have these kind of uninspiring performances. I don't know. And it's,
3: yet, and yeah. yet he continues to come up with fantasy points. So we talked <laughs> about true. blind spots last week and a blind spot can be trying to reconcile you know your view of actual like good teams and good players and form and all that versus what makes a good fantasy pick which can sometimes be in conflict with that and i think that's where we are with harry kane i even even in yeah you could call it a lackluster victory over a garbage west ham He's, yeah. You know, he's does, he did get a return. You know, five yeah. points doesn't feel a lot for yeah. this elite striker who just set the goal-scoring record for Spurs. <laughs> That's true. But I, um, I, I, just, I just don't feel like
0: yeah. he
3: compares to De Bruyne and what we've been seeing from him. If you want to point yeah. the finger at a player who's not fulfilling their potential, it's got to be
2: him. Uh, De Bruyne? Yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. He is De Bruyne. Is him is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he is him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. I think you're right. And I, I, I don't know that De Bruyne is like completely at fault. Uh, I, again, I, you and I don't aren't are completely on the same page about some of this. But I, I thought he actually played reasonably well in this match. The problem is he couldn't shoot. Like he, he took more shots in this match. I don't have like the the numbers up in front of me, but I cannot remember this season De Bruyne taking more shots in a match. It felt like he was shooting. Mm-hmm. every time he got the ball which which in on the one hand was good in the other hand was he was not even close like he's there was one shot were, there know, was one they,
3: shot you might be able to picture to remember it it was, it was it was like 20 minutes into the first half and kdb gets it like at the d around 18 yards out and he just kind of stands there with no run up to take the shot and he just he just goes for the near post and yeah. Navas kind of watched it roll out. He was kind of like, seriously, <laughs> and it was just, it was the most unde Bruyne yeah. shot I'd seen in a while. I was like, was that, yeah, uh, it looked like the shot of somebody who had money bet.
2: Uh, <laughs> like had shots bet. in the match. Yeah. I mean, he's sort of like, cause you wanted, uh, I don't know. Vind- I mean, this is, of course it's like, you know, that hazy memory or whatever the sepia mm-hmm. tones of memory but it's like i feel like in my head it's like he always goes like top bins there mm-hmm. you know it's always like mm-hmm. t- it hits the top of the crossbar and bounces into the goal or something yeah, like that right. he just yeah.
3: smacks smacks it so insanely hard
2: yeah yeah so i i think i think you're right there and i think um i i, I I'm not even really, I'm just sort of throwing it out there because I think that it's something that some people will be thinking Mm -hmm. about. I think the, what would make it trickier is if you have Bruno, because you could certainly make an argument that in Bruno's form, you could, it's a waste of a transfer to take him out and that you should just hold him for, um, I'm not sure that I totally buy that because I think we're, we're, we're entering wildcard territory. Yes, I was
3: just thinking the same thing.
2: So we'll be able to bring him back. You'd be able to bring them back exactly, and and they play uh, Liverpool away when they get back. So they blank, and then Liverpool away, which is like in their form they could win that match. But it's not a it's not a great match. It's not like they're playing uh, you know Leicester at home, right? They just they just knocked yeah. that one off. So um, so I, I think the I think the argument for for dropping the midfielder and of course there's there's really no one up front that you'd even want outside of maybe. Darwin I, I would not be risking any of the Jota unless Darwin's like just confirmed out um Jota and Firmino are, are totally off yeah. the table for me I got I've been there with Firmino before it is not fun that's a stressful he's a stressful own in fantasy
3: doesn't this Liverpool team though strike you as the ultimate hokey cokey hokey pokey uh double game week team where we we've been dutifully avoiding Liverpool for for many months now for, yep. for justifiable reasons. Yeah, they've had a couple of good performances. Uh, if, if it weren't for the double, I don't think we'd even still be talking about them. So there is no. an opportunity here with the double with two good fixtures. And I think it would be an appropriate strategy to get a Liverpool attacker in, even a defender in, and immediately get rid of them. So I could see Bruno out and then Bruno straight back in with, you know... A, a free transfer in the next one or two game weeks.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it, it's just set up so, so well, like you said, I mean, it's man, United or off this weekend and Liverpool play twice. It's just like, it, it's just set up very nicely to, to, yeah. to move your players over. And I think Shaw, I, I think ultimately is, is, is maybe in that same category. I mean, he's, what is his price? Is that? He's at five point four now, so it looks like my sell on would be five point two. I must have bought him at around five million, so it's not it's not that much. It's not. Uh, Trippier is the one that's a little bit trickier. If you sell him on his his price is six point one. Um, my selling for him would be five point seven. So I, I would lose if I wanted to bring him back in. I'm, I'm basically taking nearly a half a million hit, mm-hmm. which is a, yeah. quite a lot. It, yeah. you know, it's a, that, that feels. I'm a little reluctant to do that given given how well he's he's played this season. I mean, it does feel like it's a little bit of a blip. I, I can't I, I can't look at these stats anymore. Now that they've added in, it's, it's great they added the XG and the XA, Brad. But it's like to pull yeah. this up right now. There's like it's 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 like there's 25 lines of text yeah. here that I've got to decipher.
3: Every FPL podcast is going to say this this week. So let us be the first, but Bruno Gomerich is back for Newcastle after um after he's been out after he's missed a couple of weeks and it's exactly what we said about Thomas Partey. I think's an issue with that Newcastle defense is that they're just they're being asked to work a little harder without Bruno in the midfield.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think it's, it's going to last. I mean, I guess Pope's only going to be out now for the League Cup final, right? So he's not even, um, like, it's not like when they come back for 26 that he's going to be out for that one, right? It wasn't looked, violent conduct.
3: He looked so ashamed of himself, too. It was so sad for Pope. He, I don't like to see him like that, like a, like a, uh, a wounded
2: house cat. Uh, I get I, He's doing fine. He, it worked out <laughs> great for him. He went from a from a relegated team to a Champions League push. He's, he has, it seems like he has no personality. I, mm-hmm. You know, a lot like <laughs> of goalkeepers have Allison, Ederson, even Ramsdale. I feel like I've got – Emmy, of course. I feel like I have a really good sense of the personalities of, like yeah. – most of the Wayne, Wayne Hennessy, of course, we famously know, but he's interested I, uh, in. And it's. Uh, <laughs> I,
3: I guess that's why I was taken by Pope's red card. Is yeah, you never see any much emotion or personality, and yeah, and he yeah. just
2: looked ashamed. Yeah, no. God, if I hadn't done the Fortis thing, now I would want to do personality rankings. But let's let's say for, for keepers. Let's say that for another pod, though, Brandon. Um, I, w- one thing we haven't talked about uh, really are our non-Liverpool teams. I, I sort of dismiss them. Obviously, we talk about Arsenal as well. I feel like we've already kind of covered covered that. And most people have two players, and then if you have Martinelli, I don't think it's crazy to to hold him. But the problem in my spot, the only way I could really it's a, it gets very complicated. I mean, I guess the way to do it would be, I could go like solid a Gakpo, Ben White to Trent, and then Bailey to Saka, and I guess a- G- that KDB
3: would... to uh, Gakpo. Not yeah, KDB to Gakpo.
2: I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if I could afford that move. Let's let's try it. Let's do it let, on the air. Let's, let's do it right here in the air. Okay. Let's let's see what happens there, Brandon. If I if I make all of these. Very complicated moves. All right, so I'm bringing in Cody Gakpo. Currently listed at seven points. Do you think of that price is going up this week?
3: I think it's going think up it's... tonight as we record.
2: Uh, well, maybe it already went up then. Well, no, I, we, we're recording late enough that it should have already happened. Okay. So I think, okay. I, think I think we're I think we're in the clear. Yeah. Oh, I got plenty of money for that move. So um, all right, so that, that's that's a possibility. That's that's something that could happen, Brandon. So yeah. so all right. Well, something to think about anyway. Um, and then we all have to keep a little. Uh, the, the the problem too, you got to think about these moves. You got to keep a little Matoma money in the chamber too, Brandon. You, know, you got to keep a little. I I, I yeah. Matoma's got to be your everyone's game week twenty six move, right? I mean, or has he has has the form already dipped enough that we're that we <laughs> <laughs> It's know. the
3: perfect time, I think. Yeah, you buy low, sell high. So it's kind of a relief that there's going to be less of a rush on Matoma now that they've you know, he's had a couple of blanks. Um, yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be back.
2: So what do you think about the other, uh, the other two clubs, the Wolves and Everton? What, what are your thoughts on those on this two?
3: Well, I guess the Everton defense has got me curious. The, the home Villa fixture is, I think, the reason why we'll continue talking about Everton. I mean, Everton are, you know, not great, not great. Okay, clean sheet against Leeds. Okay, Leeds are just like going down. I'm sorry. It, it seems like them and Bournemouth are just like presently booking their tickets. What's going on with West Ham? Wait, give me a yeah. uh, give me a David Moyes uh, status report, Josh. Sacked or not sacked? <laughs>
2: I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know how I got in my head that he was sacked. I really don't. Uh, but I because he probably should have been. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. re- respect to them for holding on to him. And I, I guess it's worked out okay, right? Their form has recovered a little bit. That they, they played okay today. I don't know. I mean, Sun is so good off the bench. I don't know why they don't do it more often because it seems like he's kind of well-suited for it.
3: I just think Tarkovsky is... Come to be a, a great fantasy asset at exactly the right price at exactly the right time. There yes. is potential there. And, yes. you know, he, two bonus points against Leeds. He is the guy that's winning all the aerial duels. He's very active in attacking and defensive set pieces. This yeah. is good for fantasy. So I'm willing to take that risk for somebody who I can gleefully bench going forward. So yeah I, I, I think he's the pick from the everton defense. Why would you waste a transfer on a goalkeeper so i'm uh, yeah. not even thinking about Pickford and yep. i I think there was a question uh on our discord about Patterson, you know the the young Much fullback malign. who was yeah you know, he was, worked out yeah he was favored I, he seems like a lampard player and lampard you know he's He's groomed. Oh, I won't use the. I won't use the word groomed. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Lamp- it's, yeah, it has
2: a different connotation in the UK. <laughs>
3: Lampard has. Uh, he's. He's. Taken some younger uh, English players under his wing and, and shown cool. well,
2: them. Even that doesn't sound great, Brandon,
3: <laughs> but <laughs> well, I just I don't see Patterson even if he's back fit for this this double that uh, Dice is gonna see. Um, like he has to put him back in the lineup, and Coleman is you know playing out of his skin. And Coleman and Dice seem like a match made in heaven. I'm sure they just like go hit the punching bag together or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't I'm just kind of like riffing on Everton here and their defense. I, uh, I well, there's there's nothing that I, I, it's, really it's, bears it's, saying yeah otherwise.
2: Coleman scored an amazing goal this weekend. Uh, I mean like by the best goal of his career, honestly. Uh, really beautiful kind of uh-huh. near post from a difficult angle. It's like a Sergio Aguero goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tarkowski is the best because he is a bonus point magnet. he's super cheap and he's also their best attacker. And so you're really getting... It's rare, rare that, a, that a central defender uh, functions this way, but they, they should arguably play him at forward. I mean, I think that it's uh, it's worth a shot anyway. Uh, and so I think I, you just cannot... I mean, Calvert-Lewin, who even knows, right? You just can't risk it. He's not even on the table. Mape is... is just don't do it. Like the Mape is, is like a part of Josh Lannon's clown show eleven. Really even you you even more than me, Brandon. I feel like you're you're you know, I, I think you could I think a double up on the defense is is a reasonable yeah. No, I, I um, just I wanna
3: go back to Neil Mape real quick though. I do think okay. Neil Pop Neil Neil Mape is responsible for winning Argentina the World Cup. Because if you'll remember, <laughs> Maupé is the one who went in on Burn Leno at Arsenal and injured wow. him. And when Leno got injured, that's when Emmy Martinez yeah. finally came in off the bench to be the backup, which got him his move to Avila, which got him the real look-in for Argentina, which got him to the World Cup. Suddenly he makes that game-saving save against France in the final. Wow. And here we
2: are. It's like they gotta remake that Jim Belushi film, Mr. <laughs> Destiny, branded. Yeah, that's Neil Maltrey. About Neil Maltrey, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe about Emmy. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, that, that, it'd be fun to recast that. Who's who's in the Michael? You could still use Michael Caine. Just use him again. Run it back with mm-hmm. Michael Caine. Jim mm-hmm. Belushi too. Let's run them both back. You know what? What the hell? Still alive, it still alive. Jim Belushi. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who
0: knows? All
2: right. So um, yeah, and then and then wolves. To me, they're they're um, just completely off the table. I I wouldn't. I, I really I don't mean to insult Wolverhampton supporters, but there's just no one that I think is worth owning on this team, uh, top to bottom, from mm-hmm. from the defense through to the midfield and the forward line. There's, there's, this team is is unownable in fantasy, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
3: Yeah, they're just not producing reliable fantasy points. Is yep. the main issue. A guy like Bueno skates by because his ultra cheap price tag, and we don't even know how many minutes he's going to play, yeah. how many starts he's going to get. Yeah. But as far as goal threat. Uh, there is no uh, easy one to pick. You're just yeah. really buying a ticket to the lottery there.
2: Yeah, and Fulham, Fulham at a, at a two we ranked quite easy on the fixture difficult rankings, uh, you know, which which clearly need to be updated. I mean, that, that's a very difficult match, and I, I do not see Wolves keeping a clean sheet in that match. No. So a way a way to Fulham, a way to Liverpool. There's there's bad matches for the defense. The midfield, there's Neves. I mean, come on, like Neves is just not a fantasy player player worth owning. Um, I mean, the most goals ever scored in a season was five a couple of years ago. Um, I can't be ask five this year already. That's 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 he's so he's done. He's you know that that's it, Brandon. Maybe one more this hang year. His boots you know? up, yeah. Hang, hang, up, hang up, the boots. Um, all right, so let's move on to and then just one final note, which is that I won't be planning to make any. Uh, moves with any my, with any one of my squad until at least Wednesday evening. I'm going to take all these price hits in the chin and just, uh, and I would do that even if it forced you into a different set of moves, because I think that the risk, just trying to figure out what all these squads are going to do. I mean, who knows even someone like Holland could get a, and I don't, I'm trying, not trying to speak this into existence, but yeah, you know, someone like that can get a serious injury, or any, any, mm-hmm. anyone who's currently in your squad. This, the, you know, it could happen, and and suddenly that that changes your entire set of. And I only say this because it's happened before, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen many times uh, in past seasons. Um, all right, so before we get to listener questions, just two two quick thoughts here, because um, you and I aren't really thinking about this ourselves, but uh, I know many people are, and our, our friend Tom from who got the assist is is, is planning to do this, and I think others. That we that we know and respect are doing this as well. Uh, free hit chip, Brandon. Is that an option mm-hmm. for you? Would you consider it?
3: No, I would not consider it because I think what I'm taking from the conversation we're having is there are few players that I feel like I really have to keep. Yep. Who you know, who can allow me to make these moves via transfer. There's no, there's no dysfunction. It's not going to sow dysfunction in my team to take like a minus four and get rid of some players. There's some players who, who need getting rid of, let's say that much. And Liverpool, going back to my point about how I think they're just like in, out, I guess that's basically what a free hit is. (laughs) You get to bring three Liverpool in and get out, but I'm not fully convinced that there's a hugely high ceiling. For Liverpool, even with the best double, it, especially yeah. if Darwin is going to be out injured. I think for this like weird kind of hilarious at points season that Darwin is having, like they have really part of their resurgence in the last couple of weeks, I think has been due to his and en- his efforts and his energy level yeah. and what he brings to that attack Gagpo's yep. so, cool, played
2: very well too I, I think he yep. really has to be on people's fantasy radars
3: great movement from Gagpo he's the movement guy there yeah. um, so I, I just don't see huge upside with the free hit and just imagining a potential a bigger double game week down the road where yep. you know or, or a horror 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 show of a blank, which we usually have one where maybe there are only eight teams yeah. playing.
2: What is it? It's twenty either twenty eight or twenty nine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just can't remember at this exact moment. It's sitting, I think it's twenty eight. It's setting up to be that way, and so that that feels like a better better opportunity. I, I I I don't really have anything else to add except that I I agree with you. I think that it's. Um, uh, there's nobody I want from. There, there's maybe one player Tarkovsky that I would want from either of either of Wolves and Everton, right? So so right there alone, you're you're free hitting. You probably already have three Arsenal players, so you're free hitting three Liverpool players. And I'm not even convinced that Saka, or I mean that, that Salah is the best captain for this week. I think it's probably Saka. So you're so you're kind of free hitting. You're not even yeah. playing bringing one of the players that you're that you're free hitting in, and then it's like okay, so then you can kind of look like up and down the 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 fixture list for, for this game week. And I mean, I don't want anyone from West Ham. I, I don't want anyone from, from, from Bournemouth, Man City. Good luck trying to pick the Man City players who play away to Bournemouth. Right. It's a total crap shoot. Yeah. Fulham and Wolves. I mean, Sure, Fulham, I expect them to score and win, but they're kind of getting goals from everybody right now. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to say who you want for that one. Um, Spurs Chelsea, tricky match for both squads, right? It's not like Joe Felix is an automatic pick, right? I mean, no one can score on Chelsea. So it's like, even if <laughs> you crazy. want to bring him in, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So. You kind of look at it I'm just like, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want to free because I wouldn't even know what I would, what I would do with it. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, wouldn't feel confident in the team that I would build on one. Mm. Um, and I don't think you need three Liverpool. I, am planning to have two. I'll, I'll have two. They have good fixtures and they double. I don't know which two it's going to be exactly yet. Um, there's a real, t- you know, unfortunately, I, I can't just simply bring in Salah and Saka. If you have Saka, it's a little. I think you can you can have a little more fun this game week. I think if you don't have Saka, you really have to. He has to be one of your priorities, even though mm-hmm. it's not a fun spot to be in if you. um because it feels like a waste of a transfer. But I have two like you. So I'm just going to take a minus four or maybe minus eight. Um, I don't think it's a terrible week to take a minus eight because I think you can kind of rejigger your squad a little bit as well. That's another reason not to free hit. It's like if you're if you're free hit to get like a different set of Arsenal players, uh, that should be things you do with transfers, right? Yeah. Like Otherwise, you free hit and you go back to the team you had before um, and you haven't solved these problems still. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's move on to a couple of listener questions. Uh, I think we, let's treat these lightning round style though, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I think we covered a lot of this already. Uh, Stephen Curtis says Is Salah a must.
3: No, he's not a must. I do think he's a. You he know, continues to be appealing yeah. despite it's a viable. His, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and yeah. like if Liverpool ever get a pen, wouldn't that be fun? Um, yeah. yeah, but I. I but know. yeah, I I think it, there's going to be a pretty. Wide-ranging spectrum, I think, yeah. especially in the top 500k uh, of managers of who has yeah. solid, who does not I mean, is he going to be more than 50% owned in the top? You know, yes, 100k. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: So? absolutely. I think yeah. it'll, I think he'll be at 60 or 70. Okay. Uh, if you factor in effective ownership, he might be closer to 80 or 90. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think he'll be pretty pretty high. Uh, but I, I you know I don't know if um, but that doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, you know, as, mm-hmm. and I think the GACPO might be able to 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 match those returns. And if you're not going to captain Sala, and I just think what I just said about Lester, I really, I really think it's true. I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal have nothing at midweek, right? I'm not, I'm not, not missing some forgotten fixture or something like that, right? There's no, there's no you know, replay that has to happen. I, I think they're just Yeah, I think their next
3: a, their next match is against Leicester on Saturday, February twenty-fifth. Right, so they're right. just chilling. They're hitting the the hot tubs, the tactics room. So
2: it's a much overdue week off. They, they get to reset. Saka's gonna play 180 minutes. Uh and he's gonna play Everton at home, one of the worst teams in the league, even though they've cleaned up their defense a little bit under under um Deitch. And then they get to play Leicester at home who don't have a defense. And so I think that, or I mean Leicester at Leicester away at the King Power. Which which makes it a slightly trickier match, but not I, I, I think Arsenal scored like three goals in that match. Um and so and I think this, I think the the villa match was just so just, it just could not have worked out more perfectly, right? Dramatic, like, comeback mm-hmm. win. Martinelli, who'd been a little out of form, gets the it's the cherry on top goal, exactly the kind of goal, goal that I said on a recent pod. Like he did, he always scores, right? Yes. It's always the final goal. Did to... a
3: weird tribute to Ross Barkley before he scored that goal. Remember when <laughs> Ross Barkley had the breakaway like that and stuck yeah. his arms out? I I, I I don't know if he was.
2: Didn't he, you think that Martinelli was going to miss that, or somebody was going to take the ball off him, or something? It was like the Leon Lett Super Bowl thing where he started celebrating. Oh, no, only you know?
3: only people who were getting Martinelli off the bench were had. Some tinge of anxiety about that's, that.
2: That's me right there, buddy. I know it was actually it was perfect because Mitro comes off the bench, uh, and it was actually a real whirlwind of emotions because he almost got the assist. Uh, for the um, the Jorginho goal I mean it would, mm-hmm. it would be a known goal of course but uh, you know that, that goes in that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a Martinelli assist um, so yeah great goal one of the jammiest goals of the season for me but you know that's just a, but by the way jammy not a, that is not an American expression but I, I like it so let's you know let's we'll, we'll take it and adopt it over here all right uh, F.G.L. Kudo says how confident should be that Robertson and Trent start both games the double game week uh, if they start only one then is a minus four a harder sell I like guess a harder harder to sell sell me on it.
3: Okay. Let me let me put it to you this way. Currently Liverpool sits eighth place in the Premier League table and they are at thirty five points, where in fourth place Spurs have forty-two. Okay. But Liverpool have two games in hand. So you assume two wins, six points. They're on 41 yeah. points, just one point behind outside of Champions League football, which is really yeah. when you think about how you know questionable Liverpool's form has been all season. Now yeah. you look at the table and reassess, and it is, they're within touching distance of getting back to their goal of, of being in the yeah. Champions League next, next season. I think that will have to be Klopp's main priority and yeah. I uh, Rabo and Trent you know they're they're not as young as they were 5 years ago but I think they're still quite used to playing a lot of minutes <laughs> yeah, in a Trent's season. Yeah, like
2: 24. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah.
3: Uh, so I I I think they play for sure.
2: I think that Robertson is a slightly bigger risk because Samikas is, is such a quality player um mm-hmm. and and is as a competent um more than competent backup, he'd be starting for a lot of teams in the league, um, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, I am got Man City would be starting him every week if they had him. Brandon, um, to start anybody every, every week, okay? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, yeah that, that's true. That's Optimistic. True. Uh, so I, I think if you know Rabo, um, I don't know. I, I think that he's he's the one. He has been getting subbed early for Samikas um, in some of these matches. I, I think that if. Um, if there was anybody of the two that was, I, I think Trent is fine. I think he plays 180 or, or whatever, you know, something like that. Um, he actually didn't get subbed early in this last match too. Um, I feel like he came off a little early. Maybe, I, maybe I've got that totally wrong. Um, no, he played the full 90. I don't know what I was thinking, but um, so I, I think that I think he's fine. I think the Robertson is a slightly bigger risk. In fact, I would say that I, I would be slightly worried enough about Rabo's uh, starting that I would. Pay the extra 0.5 million uh, premium uh, for for uh, find a way to, to get there financially, yeah. uh, and get and get Trent because I just worry yeah. a little bit about about Rabo. I would agree.
3: Yeah, that's that's a good way of looking at it. All right, and, what's next?
2: Yeah. Um, the other one, is, two more, two more questions here. Brandon, uh, crazy wisdom says is this a good time to take multiple hits if it's to swap players without games for Liverpool doublers? So yeah,
3: yeah, I think you yep. you hit upon a minus eight being uh, sort a of within yeah. the realm of possibility for you. And you know what we when we were going through the Super League top ten, right? So much mm-hmm. as a yellow card, mine at one point can move you from first place to tenth place. It's it's it yeah. gets rocky the higher you go, but I think. There will be a lot of managers all over the overall rank spectrum who will be yeah. without a full starting eleven, therefore taking hits, yep. or ones that are just trying to be aggressive and taking hits. This is yep. a, a great week to take a hit or multiple hits, is when you know most other active managers will strongly be considering it. You will be amongst friends, yeah. so yeah, I, I think a minus eight is probably pretty, pretty bearable here. I think so too.
2: I think I think and and I think that it's um again just I don't know. It's it's a little trickier with Liverpool because they have been so inconsistent, but I, I think it, I think it's worth the um, So the
3: question I want to ask then is 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 there equal upside in trying to not take hits and sort of bank those that four points or that eight points. Uh, over people in your your sort of rank band. Um, the 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 reason why one would take hits is because yeah. you feel like you can get them paid back and then some with really good transfers. Yeah.
2: I just think that approach is a little too conservative. Um, I think that it's... Uh, I mean, I, I guess it kind of depends. I mean, it depends on how many players you... Move. I wouldn't move Rashford. Um, and like you, I don't really want to move Trippier. But Luke Shaw, right? Don't have a ton of money. invested in him. Um doesn't have a great fixture coming out of the blank, um, that one's a little easier for me to justify. Um, and so I think that that's maybe that's where I it feels like it's maybe worth uh, you know I, I think it's it's worth it's worth the risk, especially if you're bringing in a player like Trent. Kind of depends on the upside of the player you're bringing in too, yeah. right? Like an extra minus four to bring in an Everton defender. I'm not sure I do think that's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're talking about Tarkowski or something. Well, I mean Aston Villa have been scoring goals. Like there's a good chance they they don't keep a clean sheet even though they've been defending better. And then you, you then you have Tarkowski for a way to Arsenal, right? Like okay, maybe he gets a scores a goal in a corner or something like that, but it's it's it's, you know, not a great um that's not that's not a great business plan, Brandon. You know, banking <laughs> on a uh, tarkovsky <laughs> headed goal on a corner kick, yeah, even no. though it seems like he, oh, he gets close on all of them. I don't remember him being this good on corners uh, back when, when he was with Burnley. All right, final question. Um, I guess this is kind of actually the same question as above, but I'll just I've got a list here, so let's just let's just hit it anyway, Brandon. Do it. Uh, better play, take a hit or two, or keep Man United players and take the zeros. Well. Yeah, it's a, kind of a repeat here,
3: but yeah. I Rashford you can't sell. He's he's Unsellable. the best asset and I feel like Shaw is a player who I I'm I'm backing and keeping. Bruno okay. I think just by the by virtue of the position he plays in in our in the fantasy game. Yeah. He's probably like the biggest position where he could be made into an upside this game week. Yeah, so I feel like getting rid of him with the potential of bringing him back um, sooner rather than later is is yeah. good, but the, like replacing Shaw, it just feels like there's no defender who's good enough in the short mid term that would be worth that. You yeah, just take a zero.
2: I guess in my case, I'm planning to drop him for Trent. So, okay. you know, I think, I mean, or most likely anyway. Um, and so in that case, I think that Trent Trent is maybe the one player who I think mm-hmm. offers enough upside that sure. I think that he's, um, I yeah. I, I think if I bring him in, I might actually vice-captain him too. Um, probably go Saka Trent. Um, so anyway, it uh, depends on whether I bring Solana in or not, I guess. Uh, all right, Brennan, that is the pod. Lots to think about this week. Again, I, I've been enjoying... Sometimes I feel like last I said this before, but I feel like last season the doubles were uh, like it was so chaotic with all the postponed matches and stuff like that. But this time around, it feels like we've had enough time to plan and think this stuff through. So yeah. I, I feel like these have been f- enjoyable discussions. It's been fun to think these through. So um, hope, hopefully it was enjoyable as a listener. And um, that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast.
3: Yes, and don't forget, if you enjoyed that podcast and you want to support what we do, get more FPL content and return, visit us at com slash alwayscheating. Josh and I will be back doing a podcast for our supporters Thursday night after we've watched all the Champions League and, and figured that That's out right. and we'll be right. finalizing our deadline decisions. Uh, so patreon.com slash always cheating at the end of every episode we'd like to thank our highest tier our producer patrons Josh I'm going to give it over to you
2: I get to I don't don't often get to do it so here we go Uh, Mike DiPietro Trevor Ingerson. We get to see him on Tuesday, don't we, Brandon? Yeah, Our we buddy, do. Chris Howell. The Big Gaffer. Bubba Kuhn, James Holland. Dave Wagner-Lodell. Nick Wright. Lazarus, you know us. Jesse Halstead. Bruce Kerr. Brian Chin. Rich Evans. Blair Jacobson. Todd Byerley, Andy Portlock. Dan Parsons. At FPL Merch. I think he's got some new merch coming down the pipeline, by the way, Brandon. Nice. Uh, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Schauer, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Valger Paulson-Kruger, Alex Holcomb. By the way, if, if you're in this kind of band of people I just named, you have anything cool and fun happening right now, let us know. Happy to shout out our, our the interesting, fun things happening with our producer patrons. Uh, James Keely, The Saint. Well, maybe I am more than Brandon, but I'm, I am I want to do it. James no free Keighley. ads, but,
3: but free interesting <laughs> things going on. Yeah. It's a different than an ad. Yeah,
2: that's sure. true. The Saint, Bob Fox. Yeah, because I'm not going re- to advertise like a real estate company, but you know, if there's something fun happening. <laughs> this The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalin F. Kadakia, uh, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Roberto Morales, Thomas Tisloff. And my buddies Noah and Louise... Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe on all the places that people subscribe to podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube now, too. Each podcast is now available just automatically on YouTube. There's no extra work required for you. You can just subscribe no and listen to each episode. No mm-hmm. fuss. Exactly. And we're working on actually making that video at some point, too. We do record this. Um, we do not record them as video pods at the moment, but that is that is something we're, we're talking about. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Cheaters, Instagram at Cheaters, Facebook.com slash Cheating. You can email us, HailCheaters at gmail.com. Find this information and more at our website, alwayscheating.com. Thanks again, and good luck in Game Week 25.